it's mariah thank you so much for clicking on episode 16 of tea and terror enjoy the podcast 15 15 okay wait i thought it was 16 no we're on 15 i'm pretty fucking sure 15 no wait 16 fuck yeah yeah 16 good job you can leave the chaos up in there if you want (laughs) should we leave the chaos or should we do it either way you did it right (laughs) the panic in my voice (laughs) (laughs) i just can't believe we're on 16 already we're on 16 and i still don't know how to keep a normal eating schedule yes but this is a recent development problem we're tackling (laughs) no this has always been a problem it's just recently surfaced (laughs) yes well there's zucchini in here Ooh, i just saw you drop it no you didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, but how are you guys doing overall in the Sydney's wacky eating schedule? Listen, I'm so much better now that I'm eating right now. I was so hangry earlier. <laughs> it was rough. I got into a fight with my mom. Oh, no. But it was, like, a really stupid fight where we both knew that it, like, wasn't serious. But I was still just like, you don't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> Like the classic Hallmark teen daughter versus mama thing? Yeah, it was literally just like, you don't have to go into my room. Because <laughs> she was complaining about my room being a mess, which it was. But to be fair, I was packing for two trips at once. Are you excited for your trips? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of alcohol. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, on the topic of alcohol, I got drunk for the first time. How was that? It was, it was, I, I mean, it was weird. The world is not straight. And Josh, he's a saint. Yes, he is. We love Josh. Mariah, what have you been up to? Um, well, at the time of this recording, I am, um, dying over, uh, school. But when this comes out, I think it will be my last week of school so that's good (laughs) oh yes all the applause please (laughs) but other than dying over school i've just been you know becoming a fucking pro ass dead by daylight player hell yeah hell yes you are (laughs) frank 11 baby damn except for i had to work back up to it because the game glitched and made me 16 instead of 13 when it reset Wait, are you already at 11 again? No. That's what I thought. I was like, whoa, hold the fuck up. Did you rank five times I was today? like, the, the ranks reset today. Are you okay? <laughs> Do we need to talk about something? I know. I played for many hours, but only ranked up once. I want you to know my internet sorted itself out as soon as I left the Discord call. Damn. Of course it did. They didn't want you to play with the British. That's so sad because she was so cool. Yeah, I adore her. God, I love playing with her. Especially when I'm when I'm not playing and I'm just in chat. Yeah, and I save up a left little like she like you know on Twitch I have like the little coin thingies. Yeah, for her it's like little Pedros which are little pineapples, and when I save enough, if I have a thousand, I play a sound, <laughs> and I always save it for the worst fucking time. I call it the best time. She calls it the worst time. <laughs> I do What Are You Doing In My Swamp remix while she's being chased by the killer. No, that's perfect. <laughs> exactly. I could be a dick 
and do it while she's being Jens, but I don't. I wait till she's being Jazed. I thought you were going to say the what are you doing, step bro one. <laughs> Ooh. I should do that one if I clock the killer before she does. Yeah. I like the way that she says my name. <laughs> right? Lulu. I'm like, ah! Shout out to a dino cow on Twitch. Does she know our podcast exists? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. If you guys like watching Twitch streamers and Dead by Daylight, give her a follow because she's now a Dead by Daylight streamer. Hell yeah. Also, play with us. <laughs> yes. Please. We are totally professionals. Don't come for me at my rank 20. Oh, hell yeah. Rank 20, Nancy. Love to see it. Listen, I don't know if I'm a Meg main or a Fang main. I think I'm a Fang main. <laughs> Get it. Because her name. <laughs> I just love her technician's perk. Yeah. Listen, me and Nancy Wheeler go way back. <laughs> I think I would simply not recognize Sydney as playing if she I did play anybody Steve other than Nancy. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Ma'am. When? When I started playing as Nancy <laughs> to get yeah. her perk. I said we have to be the we have to be a power couple. Yeah. She was an engineer. He was a medic. <laughs> and I was like, oh, now, now Steel just needs to become a medic because right now Lorelai's doing both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, uh, tonight I am drinking water because <laughs> it's hot as fuck. I need to, I need to start getting into like the kind of Lulu used to drink, like cold teas, like. Like, the way I'm thinking so hard. Cold teas? Yeah, like the refrigerator kind of teas. Pure Leaf, the oh. Arizonas, the Peace Teas. Ah, my fake teas. Yeah, because um, I can't do hot teas when it's like 78 degrees in my room. <laughs> Unless you guys, um, all you listeners, like to donate to my non-existent GoFundMe to get me a silent fan. <laughs> <laughs> you can Venmo us at... <laughs> oh gosh the most i've ever heard the Mar- mariah depressed is when i'm like hey, okay mariah time to go turn on her fan because if i don't remind her guess what stays on during all recording and we hear you hear a hurricane <laughs> as pointed out by a listener named maria <laughs> maria i hey, love maria. you and i would die for you <laughs> um what do i have this week oh i don't have much yeah, I have an uneventful life. Dead by Daylight, doing research for these coupling episodes that we're gonna pre-record. Uh, da, 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 da. Your girl is vaccinated. Hell that happened. yeah. Yes. Vax girl summer. Yeah, by the time this episode drops, I will be fully vaccinated with the two weeks under my belt too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then today I started a playlist for me and Mikey to collaborate on. And I sent it to him, and I'm like, you have a Spotify, right? And he's like, yeah. And I so I sent it to him. And then I was like, so we can add songs that we think of each other, and like, that we like. And he was super excited about it. He's like, it can grow while we grow. Stop. Stop. (laughs) I love my noodle boy. I'm gonna cry. I'm literally crying. (laughs) My entire heart right there. If I, 
if whoever I end up dating in this world does not is not that excited about a pol- only acceptable response. Literally. And like you understand this man man went through so much trying to get his Spotify to create the playlist because he can't add songs on his PlayStation through because he listens to Spotify on his PlayStation. And he didn't have enough space on his phone, so he couldn't download it on his phone. And his laptop took a shit, so he can't play it on his laptop. He went on his works TV because they play Spotify through the TV to try to do it. And then eventually he just uninstalled a really good game that he really enjoyed just to get Spotify so he can add songs onto it. I'll cry right now. Standards. Have them, please. Lulu's just like, I standards the bar is up here and i'm just like it's on the floor literally <laughs> how do i raise it <laughs> by looking at a healthy relationship you'd be like ah i want that okay so lulu you are single-handedly with mikey responsible for raising my relationship standards from here on out as we should <laughs> Yes, because I also found out this man freaking puts on our podcast while he plays video games just so he can hear my voice and like catch up and like stay up to date because he knows I really love about this podcast. He also told his mom about this podcast. You said that. How did that go? She's excited to listen. I haven't gotten any messages. I don't know if she's listened. So just in case. Hi, Miss Sarah. Thank you for listening to 16 episodes of this chaos that reminds me my girl kenzie knows about us now hey kenzie i love you heck yes i still have to share the list you gave me with the girls she gave us a list of things to cover she said we can divvy it up however we want oh fuck yes i'm excited to see that it's in my bag i'm taking it to florida with me oh nice in case i get sick of i'm not gonna get sick of the people i go with but in case i run out of patience yeah, your social battery, you know? When my social battery hits zero, I will start looking into these. That's valid. I've got a notebook and two different color pens packed. I'm ready. Oh, hell yeah. Got like eight podcasts downloaded. <laughs> All about one topic. I mean, that's me when I listen to, when I do research. Like, I have a playlist on my Spotify that's called Research, and it's simply podcasts for certain episode topics that I go through eventually. I'm going to know so much when it comes to what episode are we doing that for? Like, 18? I think it's 18. I don't know so freaking much about oh, that. the special episode? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Hey, Josh Drew, what's up? <laughs> I'll see you this weekend. <laughs> hey. I'll see you tomorrow. Guys, you know what I am excited for? Murder. Murder? Yep. To hear whatever the fuck Mariah's talking about, which will it involve murder? Wait, did you guys even tell me you're teased? Oh, oh, shit. I'm drinking Pure Leaf sweet tea from the gas station on my way home today. I'm drinking Sweet Spot Bar Boy Andy because, goddamn, that shit's real good. And I'm, I'm starting to run low, and I'm like, I don't get paid enough yet because I just made grad school payments. But as soon as I can, I'm ordering myself another fucking batch of it. Ma'am, isn't your birthday coming up? What, what if I just sent you some? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Wouldn't that be weird? I don't trust you guys. I don't, Mariah, you're not allowed to send me tea. Look what happened last time you sent me tea. I still have boxes. <laughs> Sydney is good. Mariah, you're fucking banned. I love you. I have, I can, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten boxes still. That's crazy. 
<laughs> Maybe don't tell us that you don't drink tea. <laughs> <laughs> there are two. There are two kinds. <laughs> it's like five boxes each. <laughs> God, I almost had a chaotic thought of putting one of those teas into Andy's tea, but I'm like, I'm not gonna. Dis- I'm not gonna disrespect Andy's tea like that. But I was debating mixing the vanilla bean macaron with the sweet spot. Chaos, do it. A concept. Yeah, I might try it off TNT in case I don't like it. I don't go blah on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Um, Andy, if you're listening, if you have any recommendations for which of your teas would taste best iced, let me know. Raspberry tea is really good iced. I would offer to send you some, but um, I am using (laughs) someone else's supply. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what pairs well with tea murder murder who knows so anyways <laughs> no spoilers <laughs> my sources are investigation discovery uh the website <laughs> and the today show Ooh. oh yeah for reasons i cannot share yet this case involves the first ever um Amber Alert that was sent as a text message in to people's cell phones. <laughs> Lulu's freaking out right now. <laughs> oh my god! This takes place in Lakeside, California, which is a suburb of San Diego. Shout out. Um, today we will t- be talking about Hannah Anderson. So, Hannah grew up in Lakeside with her mom, Christina, her dad, Brett, her little brother, Ethan, and their family dog, Callie. I don't know what kind of dog he was. I wish he, I wish I knew. Uh, this takes place in 2013. Hannah was a cheerleader at El Capitan High School. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it because I didn't look it up before this. But you know, the school isn't relevant right now. Uh, they also had a family friend who was uh, Brett's best friend. His name was James DiMaggio. Uh, James lived in Boulevard, California. And the family would, like, always go over to his house to hang out and stuff. Christina and Brett eventually separate. Uh, Their marriage just wasn't doing well. And Brett moved to Tennessee uh, for a job opportunity that he had. Which, for once, the good guy goes to Tennessee. But, you know. (laughs) I'm going to be to say that as I take a drink. (laughs) I feel like every episode I say something bad about Tennessee. I'm sorry to the good people in Tennessee. There's a weird sound wave of me just, um, choking (laughs) because of your comments. (laughs) Uh, so after Brett moved, James was, you know, still in the area and he was very supportive of Christina and the kids. They would still go over a lot and he's like a second dad to Hannah and Ethan. They would also, um, call him Uncle Jim, which, Maria, if you're listening, I'm sorry, this is a bad Uncle Jim, not a good one like yours. (laughs) Oh no. <laughs> I feel like people named Jim are so hit or miss. Yeah, honestly. Uh it's a few months after her parents' separation and Hannah is sixteen years old. August third, twenty thirteen, she is uh expecting James to pick her up from cheer camp because he would often give her and her friends rides and stuff. I believe her mom had dropped her off. Today it was just Hannah riding and not any of her friends. He told her that her mom and brother were waiting at his house, which for context, James had recently decided to sell his house and was going to move to Texas soon, and the whole family was supposed to like hang out one last time before he moved. Her brother Ethan had a game earlier too, but it finished much earlier than her cheer camp let out, 
and they'd actually stayed overnight at uh, the house. When Hannah and James arrived, uh, her mom's car wasn't there, which kind of was weird to her, but she just kind of went along with it. But as soon as they got inside, James handcuffed Hannah and zip-tied her feet. I'm sorry, that escalated extremely quickly. Very. <laughs> very quickly. <clears throat> he's very open and honest, though, because, like, immediately, immediately he's like, hey, you're being kidnapped. Just, like, straight up tells her? Yeah. That's polite of him. He's like, hey, you're being kidnapped. Um, I'm going to take you to Idaho. I need you to carry my backpacks to this, like, river I'm going to live near. And, like, you could totally go back home afterwards. What? Idaho. Yeah, Idaho. Which is li- <laughs> It's, like, two states up and then one over, I think. <laughs> Fucking crazy. He um, also told her that her mom was in the garage and that Ethan was upstairs and that they were both alive, but that she still had to go with them. He then also forces her to play Russian roulette with his gun. Oh, what is this man's logic? This escalates very quickly. So quickly. More than once. So quickly. This is like part way into page one of my five pages i'm sorry (laughs) how the fuck um so obviously you know she's 16 years old she's like freaking out she's crying and like begging him to stop because like it's fucking russian roulette Mm -hmm. and like eventually he just kind of fizzles out and stops it after two or three hours there he then drugs her which people believe it could have possibly been ambien this man has no chill. No. Yeah, I've not heard any part of this that was just like, okay, we're just gonna kidnap you real fast. That's it. You know, I just carry my bags. I'm gonna go live by a river in Idaho. No, it's full send on everything. <laughs> um. So before like, uh, it could like fully take effect, she hears Ethan trying to yell, but it sounded muffled, like he was gagged and. She couldn't get to him because of her restraints that were, you know, on her ankles and hands. Which, oh my god. Imagine hearing your little brother, like, trying to yell for help and, ugh. I'm the youngest child. If any of my older siblings were trying, like, needed help and I couldn't get there, I'd throw hands. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, after some time, she... Note this part for later. After... Being drugged, she then, the next thing she remembers is waking up in Idaho. Damn. Which is very important to know for later. Immediately, she's like, uh, where are my family? Uh, like, what, like, what the hell? Like, where am I? <laughs> he tells her, they're tied up in the garage and I have my house set up with timers to catch on fire. But don't worry, I left signs for the firefighters to get to them before the fire catches in the garage. This man is not allowed to watch Saw movies, I'm telling you right now. Literally. I'm trying to connect a lot of dots right here. (laughs) And they're not going together, boss. (laughs) Not happening. Don't worry. I left signs to the firefighters. (laughs) So, over um, this time of her being conscious and being alone with James now, she is presented with a lot of opportunities to run, but... He did threaten that if she tried to or asked for help, he would kill her and anyone who helped, 
and because he was armed. Um, also, a very important side note, they also have his house cat with them. Oh, good. Just a little gray cat. Suddenly your sneak peek starting to make sense. <laughs> yes. It's about, I would say, a week later, and they are hiking through um, a foresty area of Idaho, and some horseback kind of hikers come across them and james tells her don't talk to them or i'll kill them (laughs) he doesn't have an off switch right so instead james talks to them um hannah's like in her pajama bottoms and like some beaten up sneakers and they have brand new camping equipment with them that's not sus right (laughs) i literally wrote a little note obvious sus (laughs) (laughs) Um, so for context, they're like in specifically the Frank Church River of No Return Wilderness Area, which is located on 2.5 million acres of heavily, heavily forested mountains, deep ravines, and fast moving rivers. So yeah, literally just older man and a girl in pajamas and a cat. Did the cat have a little leash? You know, I don't think he did. I saw a picture of him. So some time passes after that encounter with the hikers and uh, they're trying to set up camp and uh, because he's a, insert words here, um, he can't get a fire starting. (laughs) Somebody didn't be Boy Scouts. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And it's about this time that there is a helicopter flying over the area and while James is off getting more wood, uh, she tries to flag it down with a white cloth. For whatever reason, in my mind, that registered as a white cloth, and I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> yes, white cloth, <laughs> save me. <laughs> so she spends a little bit of time trying to do that, and um, eventually James comes back and she tries to act normal, and she tells him, um, you know, I read somewhere that if you shoot three times in the air, it means SOS, like, so, like, someone can, like, help us because you're not getting this fire started and of course he believes it (laughs) he's not the smart he's not the smartest i know it was literally i don't know what kind of gun it was but it's like one of those long ones so i think it was like either like a shotgun or like a little rifle and so uh james shoots once in the air and then a second time but this but the second shot was actually lower and then there was no third shot and Hannah looks over, and he's down, and the police rush in. Did this man just commit suicide? <laughs> Was the second shot not his? Oh my god. Okay, continue. Hannah is now rescued, and James is dead. Man, those helicopter people. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, police get her to safety and let her know that, unfortunately, her mother and Ethan are dead, and, <gasps> along with their family dog. Bruh. Yeah. I'll throw hands. Um, Christina had suffered blunt force trauma by a crowbar, and she was covered in tarp, um, had cable ties around her ankles duct tape around her neck and mouth her right arm and both her legs were fractured and there was a cut on her neck jesus yeah i this is a random thought 
but I can never get kidnapped because I'm so allergic to duct tape. Oh my god. <laughs> would you tell them? I don't... Would they listen to me? Sir, I'm allergic and you just break out in hives. Like, why are you breaking out in hives? Ma'am, I told you I was allergic when you first started unrolling the duct tape. But you didn't listen to me. You just told me to shut up, bitch. And I did. Now you have to deal with my allergic reaction. I hope you have an EpiPen. Because I didn't get to grab mine before we left. Because somebody was rushing me. I told you not to kidnap me. I told you it would just be an inconvenience for you. Sorry, I just I heard duct tape on like throat and I was just like, man, I'd be dead. <laughs> um, Ethan most likely died from the fire, but he also had skeletal fractures and his body was very badly charred from the fire. Because his body was so badly burnt that they they couldn't tell who it actually was at the, at the beginning, so when they did issue an Amber Alert, it was for both Ethan and Hannah. Callie, the dog, um, was shot and covered with a sleeping bag. <laughs> Hold on, I need to cry for a second. <laughs> what in? What in the old yeller? <laughs> she really said that. Oh. I'm choosing to believe she didn't. Same. I'm gonna block it from my memory. <laughs> I'm gonna keep coloring. Okay, so. Oh. <laughs> See what you did, Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is literally older than literally. us and probably our parents. <laughs> okay, and? That doesn't diminish the pain. Alright. <laughs> Okay, so now that was the Hannah rendition of the story. So now we're going to get into some more cold cut facts and some doubts of the story. So, an Amber Alert was issued and investigators launched a multi-state search for Hannah and Ethan. It was the first ever text Amber Alert in California and it centered on two critical clues. The alleged discovery of James's blue Nissan Versa outside the city of Cascade, Idaho, and a reported sighting of the pair by the horseback riders, who had seen the report of her missing on TV the day after they saw her. They said no, sir, to the bystander effect. The hikers includes former sheriff of Cascade, I believe, Mark John, his wife, Krista, and two of their friends who were making their way to Moorhead Lake in Valley County when they spotted Hannah and James. Uh, Mark recalls that the girl looked like she had an absolute look of fear all over her face and he just looked plain evil. Uh, James told the hikers that the two were headed to the Salmon River, but they were going in the wrong direction and weren't dressed for the back country they were in, obviously. Mark recalls that he was clearly out of his element. He had no clue where they were going and they were dressed in exercise pants, kind of looked like pajamas, and they were wearing thin-soled tennis shoes and a little fanny pack. <laughs> Both Mark and Krista, along with their friends, thought that the encounter was strange, but pointed them in the right direction still. About three hours after that encounter, 
they notice James again. <laughs> and Mark this time says, I looked off to the left and there here's this guy standing there looking down at us and he's stroking a house cat. At that point, we knew something was definitely wrong. Seriously wrong. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, that's a sign. Petting his cat. I bet you're wondering why I called you here today. He's literally the villain with the pinky from Austin Powers. Is his name Dr. Evil? Somebody's gonna yell at me later for this. <laughs> so, uh, the four of them head home, um, the next day, and that was when they learned the true nature of James and Hannah's situation. And they immediately called the police, and it was that tip that led them to rescue Hannah. So with the helicopter, it was scouting overhead after this tip when they spotted a female, a male, and a little gray cat. (laughs) Okay, what kind of eyesight do they have? What are they eating? They need to pass me those tips because I would not fucking... They certainly do not have glasses. Captain, down there, I see the cat. <laughs> um, so the authorities, like, have to battle through the harsh terrain of this fucking huge-ass forest. Uh, they spot James and Hannah on August 10th at a campsite near Moorhead Lake. Uh, they call in hostage rescue teams who had to hike more than two hours to get to where they needed to be. Once they closed in on the two of them, an FBI tactical agent fatally shot James. And apparently it was six times in the head, arms, and upper torso. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a lot more shots than our girl Hannah told us about. Authorities later searched James's home and garage and allegedly found several incriminating items, including a handwritten note, a handcuff box camping equipment and a dna swab kit though um the detectives claim that james acted alone some members of the public have raised questions about the extent of his relationship with hannah before the alleged kidnapping um after some letters and texts allegedly from hannah and james were found shortly after her rescue hannah uh started answering some anonymous questions on the website ask fm oh, I remember that. God, ask SM. oh my gosh oh my <laughs> god what year was this again 2013 that makes sense man i did that <laughs> when i was 13 man ask fm man i mean like it fits for um our younger audience uh, aka two of you um ask fm was, was no i refuse to accept that there is a world that people do not know what ask fm is little homie or mini homie <laughs> oh my goodness i i'm god i'm old yeah basically a website where you can ask um anonymous questions can you you can do it publicly too right yeah pretty sure yeah you would like do it with your school and you'd be like who do you have a crush on? <laughs> oh my god. I'm cringing. That was a time that I don't need to go back to. Hannah's on here after being rescued from being kidnapped, answering questions 
where she shared details about her abduction. In some of her answers, she said that she did not want to go with James and she did not try to escape after she was abducted out of fear that he would kill her and that she is, quote, absolutely glad he is dead. Why do I feel like we end up getting conflicting messages? So, um, some users were trying to press her, uh, to answer some more kind of invasive questions. She kind of refused to say whether or not she had been essayed by James. Some users did keep pressing her and she chose to respond saying, y'all know a hell of a lot already. Another comment that she makes later on is that she described that she still felt a little uncomfortable seeing her dad for the first time and that, quote, personally, it's kind of hard to see any guy adult right now. I don't think this was due Ask FM, but she told a source that the letters that they found were, were sent to him a year earlier when she was having problems with her mother and had nothing to do with the ordeal. Uh, she told NBC News that her relationship with James, uh, who she thought of like a second dad and a best friend, took a bizarre turn before the kidnapping. How bizarre. I wouldn't I wouldn't say bizarre, I would just say fucking gross. Uh yeah, so she told them that he told me, Don't think think of me as creepy Uncle Jim, but if you were older, I date you. Um Yeah. Uh, why would you ever say that? Um, and she says, It just really didn't seem right it was really uncomfortable i got a weird vibe off of it and then in a today show interview hi today show source (laughs) he would get jealous when i would bring uh friends that were boys over and told her that he didn't want to see her kissing them because i have a crush on you but in a family way like i care about you I have a crush on you, but in a family way. That's disgusting. How does that even work? Disgusting. It doesn't. Disgusting. You know, obviously that creeped her the fuck out. And she very much wanted to keep her distance after that. I don't blame her. I too would want to keep my distance after that. (laughs) Right? Um, Hannah says that she never told her mother about this exchange because he had been a supportive friend to her mom since her parents separated. She also said that the text messages that were in question were sent to James before the kidnapping and were just directions to get to her cheerleading camp since he was supposed to pick her up. Um, okay. So after this whole big situation... Hannah tried her best to pick up the pieces of her life and went on to make plans for college and last heard was in a relationship with a football player at her high school, but that update was in 2017, so I don't really know how she is now. James's sister, uh, Laura DiMaggio Robinson, filed a $20 million lawsuit against the FBI in which she alleged that SWAT officers did not need to kill James when they found him in the wilderness. In April 2017, a judge ruled that the lawsuit could move forward. I see her. I see her stamp. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with her. 
but I can see where she's coming from. It does get kind of confusing with the whole he shot in the air. It could have been like a shot at them, but they don't know. But also he did kidnap a 16-year-old girl. Girl. You see, that's the part where I was just kind of like, okay, maybe he deserved it. Yep. And then he had a crush on... Disgusting! Uh, So they actually did make a Lifetime movie about Hannah. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure I've watched it. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. I should have written it down so we could have watched it. I need to have a sit-down talk with Lifetime people and be like, (laughs) why? You want to talk to my grandma about it? She's super into those movies. But I need answers to my questions. Mostly the one. Why? (laughs) I also need that answer. Um, So after it came out in 2015, uh, Hannah kind of weighed in about the movie uh, saying that I never gave them any permission to make this movie or any information to put into it. And that even the preview for the movie has false facts and untrue events. It's lifetime. How could they legally get through this? If they didn't get permissions to her story. If they make it just different enough, then they don't need it. Hmm. She also said, people who support me should not watch this live a movie. When my time, when, when the time comes, I will tell my story, but... If anyone is going to tell my story, it should be me. Mm-hmm. There's also a social media campaign by conspiracy theorists who believe she's not telling the whole truth, truth and may have had a hand in what happened. Like, what happened, like, with her family's murder, too? Yeah. Oh! Now that, there's some tea. They allege that she was not kidnapped and has told lies in the case. After this kind of uh, came up, she disabled her Ask FM account. I mean, I also would if I was being told, hey, you have a part of your family's murder, even though you're going through this trauma right now. That she was a willing participant in the kidnapping and the killing of her mom and little brother and dog. Did the conspiracy theorists at least have the guts to not be anonymous? I don't know. Probably not. I hate the internet. I say as we post our podcast on the internet. Um, some of, there are some unanswered questions that do kind of play into this accusation. There were used condoms at the house that were not tested for DNA. We love that. Hmm. There were no toxicology reports made on Christina and Ethan uh, during their autopsy. One thing that Laura says is that There is no solid proof that James killed them besides their bodies being in his house. That feels like pretty solid proof to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, listen, Laura, I know you love your brother, but... Surveillance footage of Hannah and James never surfaced because it was never released. There were uh, different spottings of Hannah and James along the West Coast, which kind of plays into that whole... I woke up in Idaho thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. At the same time, like, hey, don't, something really traumatic happened to her. Her memory kind of. Yeah, you repress it. 
And also, California does have a law where juvenile incidents don't have to be released, so a lot of the findings are under wraps, and a lot of the police reports are also kind of don't have to be put out there because she was a minor when this happened. But the sheriff at the time, uh, Sheriff Gore of the San Diego Police Department, heavily, heavily insisted that Hannah was completely a victim in all senses of it. Okay. And nothing else has really been reported on Hannah or the lawsuit that Laura is trying to push forward since 2017. So it's been a second. Like what, five, four years? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. Did not know about the conspiracy part. Yeah, me neither until I read up and I was like, oh shit, is this kind of true or... That conspiracy part would make a really great plot for the <laughs> Lifetime movie, so I can see why they uh they made it one. On that note, I've been having to be Mariah <laughs> started talking, so I'll be back. Yo, Mariah, what's, what's poppin'? It's my favorite time of day. <laughs> Mine too! And we waited long enough for our uh, on-repeats to refresh. Oh, shit. Wow, mine got sadder oh no so it goes family reunions unsaid emily driver's license least favorite only child and last one standing honorable mention being mr perfectly fine Ooh. the rest of it is also sad girl music oh no mine also uh did not change literally at all so i'm gonna go with the five directly under it <laughs> So this week, uh, my top five is Golden, Harry Styles. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. Rare by Selena Gomez. Uh, Do I Want to Know by Arctic Monkey. And then we have Betty by Taylor Swift, because of course. <gasps> and then we have Electric Love by Borans, because <laughs> of a certain playlist I listen to a lot. <laughs> oh, you know, I that's on that's doubling my on repeat right now. <laughs> No, for no reason in particular. Did you read? Did you read my sad girl stuff about that? No, I haven't had the chance to because I want to dedicate like a special time to it. That's a good idea. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm gonna cry. I wrote it and I was just like, oh, so I'm making myself sad now. That's what we're doing. Because Rye just had to put Levi out there, and I was like, oh shit, man. Oh shit, here we go again. I was like, damn, and to think I was going to do happy writing all night. No. I tried to just, like, push all my writing out there because I'm going to be gone for, like, a week. Oh, true. I think I won't send you random one-shots. Please do. Like, I'm I'm asking for it. That's all I want. Oh, my God, Lulu, welcome back. Hi. Oh my gosh, Lulu, that means I have to sit up. You literally just lay down too. I did. I have to finish making a PowerPoint presentation tonight for PowerPoint presentation day while we're camping. Ooh. Yeah, I um chose a David's bridal dress for each of their <gasps> D&D characters. Nice. I love that. They're not up for debate. Those are the dresses their characters would get, and here's why. Is one of them Malibu? No. <laughs> I have more class than that. 
But, um, anywho, I was gonna ask you guys if you were hungry, but, um, I'm not. So, do y'all want to get a drink? Always. Um, fucking alcoholic? That's me. I'm an (laughs) alcoholic. Or at least I'm trying to be. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. (laughs) I say that because I think that I did more shots than I ever should in, like, two hours over the weekend, knowing full well that, like, people have probably done more than me. (laughs) But it's fine. I feel accomplished. And you should. Am I doing more this weekend? Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. Um, But, yeah, anywho, we're going to see how many restaurants I can cover on this podcast. Oh. Yeah, that's my, that's a new goal now. Restaurants and cemeteries, that's my MO. Um, I'd also really love... If someone could, like, make a world map and just, like, pin the restaurants on it so we can map out a, a road trip. Oh, bet. Um, but, yeah, this week we're going to um, drive on down to Savannah, Georgia, which is the complete opposite direction of my last one, which was in Canada. Um, but we're going to hit up the Moon River Brewery. <gasps> That's been on your list for so long. Ooh. It has. It's been on there for a second. Um, it's been featured on BuzzFeed Unsolved, <gasps> Ghost Adventures, <laughs> and Paranormal Quest. Um, I did, in fact, watch the Ghost Adventures of it, and I'm not allowed to do that again that late at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, like, remember texting Josh at, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 2 in the morning being like, y'all... Who let me do this? And he, I don't think he answered because I don't think he was still awake. But I regret it. Um, but yeah. I stand by what I said previously where um, I said that Zach's really pushing the limits. Oh, yep. Because he really freaking is. No surprise there. He's, he really likes to antagonize them. Yep. I'm like, I get where you're coming from. But also... Self-preservation? Don't you know? Men don't have it. Oh, you're right. That's why we live longer. Fair. Um, anywho, we're gonna do some history. Hell yeah, I love me a good history lesson. Yeah, so, uh, sit back. There will be a pop quiz following this. Oh no. (laughs) 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 So we're going back to 1821. Okay. Remember that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's so stressed. <laughs> it's going to be like a two-question pop quiz. Don't worry too much about it. That's what they all say. <laughs> In 1821, Elazar Early was building the City Hotel. This would later become the Moon River Brewery. Um, and the City Hotel was the first hotel in Savannah, as well as the first branch of the United States Post Office. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was also a branch of the United States Bank. Okay. So, um, it was, like, a one-stop shop for everything. You got a hotel, you got a post office, you got a bank, you got a bar. What else do you need? It reminds me of the Whaley House. Yeah. Because it had a courthouse, it had, like, a circus troupe inside at one point, it had a theater... You just have everything right here. Mm-hmm. Literally, 
tons of famous people stayed there because it was the only hotel in Savannah for a hot second, including the one, the only Marquis de Lafayette. <gasps> Marquis de Lafayette. <gasps> That's a the revolutionary set. I literally have in here, cue guns and <laughs> yes. ships, please. Say yes. bonsoir. Say bonsoir to the king, who's the best, c'est moi. Are you Hercules Mulligan? I am Hercules Mulligan. <laughs> None of that was guns and ships, but it's acceptable. In 1851, it was bought by Peter Wiltberger, and it was renovated, so he could put a live lion and lioness oh. on display. Was he from Florida? Uh, does unclear. However, I feel like that was just a bad idea. Which showed, because the city hotel was shut down for good in 1864. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds about right. Um, after that, the building was used as a lumber and coal warehouse. Um, and in the 1960s, it was turned into an office supply store. They even had a large printing press, so you know, they were really making it. Then it sat empty until 1995. Where it was then renovated, and on April 20th of 1999, the Moon River Brewery Company opened for business. And then somewhere all in there was converted to a hospital to help with the yellow fever outbreaks. I could have done more research to check um, what years those were, but I'm a lazy (laughs) bitch, and I also did this at 2 a.m. That property just couldn't pick what it wanted to be. Yeah, it was like hotel, post office bar, bank. Lumber yard, coal, office supplies, hospital, beer. <laughs> Actually, when you say it like that, that's a pretty logical progression. I don't know. I don't think that was in the correct order. <laughs> it's still a pretty logical progression, beer? in my opinion. <laughs> you end on beer. Always. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But now we're going to get into the haunted uh, the haunted bits and pieces, if you know what I mean. Spooky, spooky. There's a lot. Oh, shit. It is considered to be the most haunted building in Savannah, which is considered to be the most haunted city in the U.S. Oh. Yeah. Hello, Sarah Wheelhouse. <laughs> Saucy. Uh, so we're going by, like, levels in the house, like, the basement, main floor, that kind of stuff. So, in the basement, I literally have written in my notes, so the basement is fucked especially. Nice. Basements typically are. Yeah. Like, especially in the place in Kentucky, Bobby Mackey's. Yeah, that place was screwed in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, especially in the episode of Ghost Adventures that I watched. Loki, one person got partially possessed, so that's fun. Drop the episode later. (laughs) Uh, I took me a second to find it, actually. Google it. It's fine. This floor is considered to be the most active floor in the brewery. That doesn't mean it has the darkest energy in the building. We'll get to that later, though. It like It's the most active floor, but it doesn't have the vibes or the violent history of the other floors. But it's still particularly fucked. I'm vaguely concerned now. You should be. So, the main ghost down here is this ghost that they've named toby he's not nice okay but he's named toby how am i supposed to be named of a ghost named toby i'll tell you how (laughs) don't worry this ghost is the one that physically assaulted a local publisher oh okay 
this girl was part of a very strictly Catholic family, so they fully believe that, like, everything, like, paranormally is straight from hell. Makes sense. However, she published the, like, Savannah Ghost Tours book. Oh. Oh. Um, and she came back to this spot for the first time ever to do an interview with the Ghost Adventures people. Damn. And Homegirl was anxious during it. She was not happy to be there. If I remember correctly, she was grabbed by the throat and pushed back. Oh. Oh. He also likes to scare a lot of the employees of the brewery by being physical and showing up and that kind of thing. He also really likes to show up in the form of a dark apparition during ghost tours. So he likes to make sure that people know he's there. He's an attention whore. He is. He's a dangerous attention whore. Because he's an attention whore that gets violent if you don't pay attention to him. Oh, no. He likes to brush up against people who are playing in the billiards room. Which is fun. Because I imagine that would also ruin your game. Some of the paranormal signs on this floor include sudden coldness, bottles falling, or being thrown. Um, and the feeling of being touched by someone who is not there. Super fun. And exciting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, there is one portion of the basement that is, like, separated by, like, kind of, like, an archway sort of situation. So it's, like, a separate room, but it's, like, open air. And, Mm. um, if he doesn't want you in that little compartment, you'll know. Because you'll be pushed out of it. Okay. Yeah. Gotta teach this man about fucking boundaries. He has them, and he's very strict about it. But he only cares about his own. Alright, so we're gonna move up to the main floor now that we know about our boy Toby, who's holding down the fort in the basement. Uh, So on the main floor, we have um, James Stark, who was a drunk man who was known for being a troublemaker, was killed by the town physician, Dr. Philip Minus. Um, He's super against renovations. Like, he will not let them renovate that floor. Like, it is just not allowed. And he will literally threaten you if you try to. Like, in Ghost Adventures, Zack was, like, moving around a ladder trying to say he was going to renovate the place. And they have, like, voice recordings of him being (gasps) told to stop. Oh, shit. And threatened. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Reasons why Sydney can't sleep at 3 a.m. He also likes to throw liquor bottles. Um, he's also su- the suspected reason for some of the more violent reports of people being grabbed, hit, or pushed. Not cool. So they're fun. Um, on the dining floor, the ghosts like to hang out in the women's restroom, which, to that I say, what's with the ghosts and women's restrooms? Honestly. I generally don't know. What is with that? It's gross. Um, but they just kind of like to mess with them. Um, they hold the stall door shut to freak out women, which, I mean, like, that's rude, but it's harmless for the most part, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they also occasionally grab customers' legs under the table for funsies, you know? It's pretty harmless there. Nothing too bad. But don't worry, it gets worse. Oh, of course. Yeah. What kind of person would I be if I didn't get to use that line at least once an episode? Yep. Uh, so, on the upper floors is where things get, um... Spicy, but, like, in the dark energy sort of spicy way. So, uh, this is where the lady in white can be found. She's also known as Miss Johnson, and she has been seen in full apparition. She's a thing. She likes to pace the, um, stairway. 
She also um, likes to push people down the stairs. Oh, casual. Can she not? Specifically, the wives of foremen who um, try to bring their husbands lunch. Why? They don't want the place to get renovated. <laughs> They're attached. Yeah, but what do the women do? They're just bringing food. An easy target? I don't know. Who are you going to try and push down the stairs? Some big burly man who's probably twice your size? Or the wife? I'm going to push the burly man, but I also have a complex where I need to establish my dominance <laughs> against men. I have the strength of an off-brand chicken nugget. I understand where she's coming from. <laughs> uh, so a lot of children died here from yellow fever. And because of it, there are, like, a lot, like, a lot, a lot of reports of just children, like, talking and playing and, like, running Aww. down the halls. Which I think is cute, you know? I kind of vibe with that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's three in the morning. Unless it's three in the morning, which, because I really don't vibe with that at all. Understandable. It is mu- very much so past their bedtime, and I think even ghost children should go to bed properly. <laughs> um, you might be dead, but that doesn't mean you can pass up sleep. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that. And then there's the top floor, which has the darkest energy of all of the floors. And um, this is possibly because this is where most of the yellow fever patients were housed. And so it's believed that because these spirits died feeling completely hopeless, that that energy carried with them into the afterlife, creating this really dark and heavy energy that exists there. Damn. Mm. So, on that note, it is in fact pop quiz time. <gasps> okay. Question one. Did you watch the lecture video? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's uh, 1821. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mariah, how hard did you commit so that hard. date into memory? I the memory of Tori. Sounds like a P. Sherman Wally B. Way. Mariah was 1821. <laughs> Sydney, Australia. The Olympics were there the year I was born. Oh, nice. Which is why I like to tell people my name is Sydney, but it's not. I was named after a character in a TV show my dad liked. He's described her to me before as hot and blonde. So clearly, I'm a disappointment. (laughs) I can't. Oh my god. You're welcome for that. That was great. I need to slip one self-depreciating joke into every episode, otherwise it's not me. It's not a phase, mom. It's not a phase, mom. I'm just <laughs> depressed. <laughs> In that case, I'm gonna go help my mom real quick. Have fun. Um, do, do I want to do? Are we part two? Um, I have some friend top fives that I can whip out. I have Max's from last week. Um, do you want Brendan's or Josh's? Um, oh, what, what what's Brendan into? Um, The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson, Cold by Crossfade, Move Along by All American Rejects, Monster by I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. It's Y-O-A-S-O-B-I. They're all caps, so does that mean it's an acronym? I couldn't tell you. And Replay by... Yes, one from 2009, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Um... Those are his top five. Um, And Max's top five from 
May 6th is um, Mushroom Slash Dead People by Meredith, Meredith Bull, which is a fucking tri- trippy ass song. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> um, Daisy by Ash Nico. I like the vibe. Uh, People I Don't Like by, I think this is Upsall or Upsale? Probably Upsall. I don't know. Um, uh, GTG by Freddy Dread. And Take a Slice by Glass Animals. I like the nature vibe she's got going on in there. <laughs> yeah, totally nature. Yeah. Just like the names. I'll do Josh's next episode. It's also outdated. Oh my god, who's back? So, I figured since we're all, you know, restricted to consistently always using our computers and internet it's to say in such our loved ones I would do an internet urban legend those are spooky I don't like those very much <laughs> well this one luckily for you seems to be restricted to Japan oh bet okay <gasps> no I remember you saying you were going to cover this yes I, yes. I committed to it but uh this one i have three sources for this one just because it's not that long of a urban legend and all the sources agreed it's pretty much the same thing except for like two variations but my sources are scaryforkids.com red room <laughs> ghostedmymachine.com and thesmartlocal.com and the urban legend i'll be covering is the red room I'm not gonna lie, when you first said it, I was like, what kind of Fifty Shades bullshit is she on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I didn't even click it. Listen, I know chains and whips may excite y'all, but that's not this kind of red room. (laughs) Wrong story. Just because I'm into the trickster doesn't mean I need to be attacked this way. Listen, I had to. I know. I wouldn't be me if I didn't attack <laughs> you at least once. <sighs> Alright, so this story begins with a boy who's addicted to the internet. He heard an urban legend from his classmates called The Red Room from one of his friends. <clears throat> and him and one of his friends were skeptics about it. So they went home to their own houses and the boy decided to look into it so he went on the internet and he started looking up anything he could find about it that's dangerous right and i imagine it's like us when we have to go and do research we're just like googling and googling and googling and i don't know about y'all but i fall into a rabbit hole sometimes when i do so oh for sure definitely for sure right (laughs) well this boy also fell into a rabbit hole But right when he was about to give up, all of a sudden, a small window popped up with a red background on his screen. And written in black text was the message, Do you like? That was it. That was the message. The boy closed the window, and it popped up again. He tried to close it, it popped up again. He closed it, it popped up again. Guys, the urban legend is actually just about a virus. A Trojan horse, that's it. (laughs) The end? I'm kidding. If only... So, eventually he noticed from closing and re- and closing it and when it popped open, at some point, 
it clicked more words were being added every time and so eventually the text read a question and as he read the question he heard a childlike voice in the background repeat it back to him saying do you like the red room in that moment the screen went black and a list of names appear in red at the bottom of the list he saw the name of his friend who had told him about the red room and suddenly the boy became aware of something behind him and he lost consciousness so the next day he doesn't show up at the school and a rumor starts going around because children like to start rumors heaven forbid one person's missing a day the next day the classmates found out the boy had committed suicide and painted his room red with his own blood so this is from a supposed curse and the curse itself is a small pop-up banner slash ad, but instead of an ad, it asks, do you like dot 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 question mark. And when it appears, there's a high-pitched voice that reads it out back to you. This appears at random, just you can't really control it. And each time it pops up, when it's closed, more of the questions shows bit by bit by bit by bit. So while it does appear at random, you can call it to you by looking into it a lot and I was like oh great I'm gonna have this on my laptop I'm kind of googling a lot which is why I stopped at three sources because I'm not gonna risk anything hmm. and so in those three sources I found out different things can happen with this pop-up one a crack or fissure can show up on the person themselves that will widen dramatically over a short period of time and the crack will break and the person dies so, like, in my head, when I read that, I picture, like, a person, like, crack against the throat, and then it opens, and it's like, what? Oh, no. So, that was a fun picture. The second thing is, the person's computer screen will fill with a red background displaying a long list of names and black text. The person will feel somebody watching, and then will be found dead at the home with the room painted red as blood. The third option is that the person will see the list of names, and if they try to close it out, the computer will start to lose its shit and malfunction. Computers will have a pop-up saying, your computer's about to have an error. And then a second pop-up appears saying, an error has occurred. And the X button won't close it out. You would only be able to press the OK. And once you press the OK, the error message replicates at fast speeds. Like, you know when your computer, old school computers were really lagging and you can move the dialog box around and <laughs> it just created like a bunch of them? Yeah. It was that kind of effect until the OG pop-up will return. And when the OG pop-up of do you like appeared, the person will be dead. As I mentioned earlier, it's unknown if it happens only in Japan or if it happens in other countries. But the text is written in Japanese. So that's kind of a dick move. This pops up in fucking Germany. Yeah, what if it shows up to someone who like doesn't know what it's about and they're just like, what in the Google Translate? <laughs> I would just close my computer and be done with it. <laughs> Time for a new one. <laughs> I needed an upgrade anyways. <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> so it is unknown if the person dies from suicide or if there's like something that comes with the pop-up and, you know, does that. But the outcome is always the same. The person will go missing for a little while and then when it's noticed that they're missing, they're found in the room with the walls painted red, coated in blood. 
And then apparently one of the sources also said that if a person tries to leave the room, they find that is that it is unlockable, like you cannot take off the lock, and inescapable. So you're kind of just trapped there with your laptop. What if you just ignore the pop-up? That's what I want to know, but nothing told me about it. Because, like, I do that with my login system at school all the time. But it's, it's like, restart your computer for the update. <laughs> Remind me tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry, Red Room, I got a paper due later. I, right. I'll deal with you later. Right. But, yeah, so, my theory is that it is a third party because in a lot of paranormal shit, because, you know, I have an obsession with it. I've noticed that a lot of times demons adopt children's voices, which replicate the high-pitched voices they hear when they're reading the text, because a, ch- a demon perceives that a child's voice is more likely to gain trust from somebody else. And you see this case in the Annabelle doll case, which I'll cover eventually. Annabelle's got a lot to unpack. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. She's locked up in the box. She can't do shit now. Ma'am, I'm gonna need you to knock on wood. I'm trying to... My bed frame. (laughs) There you go. So, this actually came from an early 2000s short flash video that was uploaded. And it's the story I told earlier about the boy looking up the red room and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's what the flash video is about. And it was an urban legend until it became true. What? What? On June 1st. 2004, an 11-year-old killed her 12-year-old classmate with a utility knife after being bullied online. And this case is known as the sassy bull slashing. Investigators revealed that the murderer had the Red Room animation bookmarked on, on her computer, and they believed this website had influenced her. I'm gonna need a minute to process that. Yep. And then, yeah. I decided to end it on how to avoid it. Number one, don't look for it. To which carries the same vibes of don't open the damn box. Yeah. And then don't get a close a pop up. Just get a new computer. Yeah. Jump out a window. But it's fine because we're not in Japan. And we currently don't have any listeners in Japan. So our listeners are also fine. <laughs> for now. For now. Just don't Google it. Do not Google it if you ever go visit Japan simple why does that also sound like the plot of like a million different horror movies that i've seen because it's a classic that is the urban legend of the red room amazing you know what else is amazing (gasps) words of wisdom yes perfect because i have it and i'm ready give it to me no response is a response and it's a powerful one remember that especially if it's not closing out of the red room tab (laughs) I love it. Ma'am, your wit is undeniable. Thank you. I think I'm extremely witty, and I think it's my best quality, actually. <laughs> oh, we have our socials. Yes, ma'am. terror on Instagram. At t underscore terror on Twitter. And we have our Discord server linked below in the bio that you can join and talk to us, talk to other people in the community. We have a bunch of tabs for memes, live listening. We have chit chat tabs, voice channel tabs. Do we have a T-Rex tab? Because that would be a good idea. We have T-Talk and we have T-Time. Oh, yeah. So you can also share your real life tea. And we also have our anchor.fm 
slash t hyphen and hyphen terror where you can go ahead and leave us a voice memo if you want to hear it on our podcast because we would for sure play it on our podcast because we love getting little voice messages oh yeah one of these days i'm gonna go send us one right (laughs) please and then we also have our email, which is tnterrorpc at gmail.com. If you guys want to shoot us an email, talk to us there too. You'll get a response from either one of us or all of us. Probably all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. That sounds right. It sounds right. It does. But anyways, that's a wrap on episode 16. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. I'm Lulu. I'm Sydney. I'm Mariah. And, and we're TNT. Bye. Bye. Bye.